वेलकम टू द सिक्स एपिसोड ऑफ मॉडर्न इंडियन हिस्ट्री टुडे आई विल टॉक अबाउट द एडवेंट ऑफ यूरोपियंस इन इंडिया दिस इज़ अ वेरी इम्पॉर्टेंट जंक्चर इन द हिस्ट्री ऑफ नॉट ओनली इंडिया बट द एंटायर सब कॉन्टिनेंट सो टुडे आई हैव विथ मी माई फ्रेंड कुनाल He is studying astronomy and physics at University of Illinois. Hi Kunal. Hey guys. Hey Swapna. It's really nice to be on the show. I've been really waiting for this for a long time. Uh Tell us about your what you are studying at University of Illinois. So, I'm double majoring in physics and astronomy and I am a senior now. It was actually the first day of my senior year. and oh my god it's so stressful but yeah right. uh, yeah it's just a stressful day i uh, i'm trying to apply for grad schools and everything is getting to me right now i am also focusing on my research so i'm trying to find novas in the andromeda galaxy and my research is basically i study stars oh that's interesting Stars are pretty interesting. So yeah, but, but today you, will, yeah, today we will talk about history, not about stars. But stars are relevant in this history. We will see. How? I'm curious. So although this podcast is about the modern history of India, because we have divided the history in three parts: uh, ancient, medieval, and modern, for our convenience. but actually history is continuous so to know more about modern history and particularly the advent of europeans in the indian subcontinent we need to study some medieval history mm-hmm. for this topic we need to go back to the 15th century even before the establishment of the mughal empire mm-hmm. so in the 14th century Uh, we saw the decline of the holy roman empire in europe and the rise of persians and arabs in europe and north america respectively arabs established dominion over persia and egypt so the land route to india was cut off to the romans now mm-hmm. roman didn't have easy access to spices calico silk and precious stones of india anymore they had to pay excessive taxes to persians and arabs who had a virtual monopoly over all the trades from india rich city states of venice and genoa were keen to find direct sea route to india to circumvent and mitigate the problem of excessive taxes so for example 1 kg of pepper or one measuring unit of pepper if it was sold for 10 dollars in india the arabs and persians imposed taxes to europeans and it was sold for 100 dollars 100 so dollars up to 1000% so it was a very big problem for the romans so in 15th century europe was gripped by the spirit of renaissance with its call for exploration at the same time europeans made great advances in the art of ship building and navigation so this navigation which they did this is related to your uh, stars 
they saw the stars and they navigated through the stars actually I have something to add to that i was reading this book sapiens so hmm. the author says that noah one of the reason how huh? noah harari noah harari yep noah harari he says that one of the reasons british britishers were able to conquer the world and discover lands was because they accepted their ignorance and by accepting their ignorance i mean they started accepting that they don't know everything and science can be used to explain stuff and and stars and different mechanisms and tools can be used to navigate before that they used to believe that there were holy lands across oceans that they just drew on the map without ever going there they just imagined it but something changed during that time when they started traveling the worlds so they they actually realized that there might be worlds out there and they left those spaces in their maps blank so that they can go there and figure it out hmm so at the at that time uh, the europeans made great advances in the art of ship building and navigation hence there was an eagerness all over europe to find the unknown corners of the east the north european cities of venice and genoa were ready to help portugal and spain with money and men and were even ready to provide ships and technical knowledge so venice had been uh, doing this trade since 12th 13th century and building its own fleet of ships so it was pretty advanced compared to other uh, countries like portugal and spain mm. in 1497 under the treaty of tordesillas the rulers of portugal and spain divided the non christian world between them by an imaginary line in the atlantic oh. under the treaty Portugal could claim and occupy everything to the east of the line while Spain could claim everything to the west thus the situation was prepared for portuguese to explore india mm-hmm. just imagine what if the spanish had came to india but who was ruling india at that time uh, it was divided into small states like in delhi there was the delhi sultanate in south there were chera pandya and in mm-hmm. rajasthan they had rajputana mm-hmm. rulers so it was divided into small states it wasn't an empire okay mm-hmm. so in 1487 the portuguese navigator bartholomew diaz rounded the cape of good hope in africa and sailed up to the eastern coast he believed that this was the path towards india and soon a path towards india direct sea route will be discovered mm-hmm. but it was only after 10 years that an expedition of portuguese ships set out for india and arrived in may 1498 may 1498 mm-hmm. yeah vasco de gama and his three ships led by a gujarati pilot named abdul majid landed in calicut in may 1498 the zamorin 
or the Hindu ruler of Calicut had no apprehensions about the European traders. He welcomed them graciously and was a very kind host to Vasco da Gama. So the Arabs who till now had enjoyed a monopoly of trading in the Malabar region were very apprehensive about the European traders. Mm-hmm. They knew that these new traders could damage their virtual monopoly over the exported Indian spices, cotton and silk. Mm-hmm. Traders from different countries, Indians, Arabs, Africans, Chinese, Javanese, everyone traded and acted according to some tacit rules of the Indian Ocean. But the Portuguese from the start had a different approach and it was evident that they were looking to establish their monopoly over all the trade on Indian Ocean. So from the starting only, their ways were different. Other other people from other countries didn't do the things that the Portuguese did. Were they explorers or they were the navy of the empire? They were adventurers. They weren't from the navy of the empire. They were adventurers. So uh, so I read somewhere that people who usually went out on these adventures were outcast or people who were trying to flee. Yeah, but in this case, there was some state support. And when they found any land or they found opportunity for trade, then the state usually backed them. Mm -hmm. So they used to claim the land. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, they could claim the land in the name of the empire. But if they saw there was an empire already at that place, then they couldn't claim it. Mm-hmm. The Spanish did this, the con- conquistadors, mm-hmm. because they saw that the civilization in South America or Americas wasn't as developed. They th- thought that the civilization wasn't as developed as in Europe. So they claimed the whole land for themselves. But that's not our topic. Okay. Vasco da Gama, after meeting Zamorin, made some local trading contacts soon after reaching Calicut. He stayed in India for three months and then returned back to Europe with his ships filled with Indian goods, especially pepper. In Europe, he sold all pepper and made profit because of the taxation of Muslims uh, the prices were usually very high. Mm-hmm. So Satish Chandra says that other than the economic profits, the Europeans would mm, Europeans would make finding India such a big deal because after the discovery of the sea route, the uh, because after the discovery of the sea route, they could have attacked Arabs and Persians from both sides from Western Europe and from India. So there was this religious reason involved because mm-hmm. Persians and Arabs were majorly Muslim, like all of them were Muslims and they had enmity towards the Christians and the Christians didn't like Muslims. So now they thought that they, ha- uh, they have two fronts, one from Europe and one from India from where they could attack and defeat them. Was that one of their purposes to find India? Yes, many historians say that uh, religious reasons did did uh, have major impact on the expedition. Mm-hmm. 
So now let's talk about Pedro Alvarez Cabral. Who's so that? Pedro, yeah, he reached India in 1499, and Cabral successfully negotiated with the Zamorin and obtained permission to establish a factory and a warehouse. In hopes of further improving relations, Cabral dispatched his men on several military missions at Zamorin's request. However, in December 1500, the factory suffered a surprise attack by some 300 Muslim Arabs and Hindu Indians. Mm-hmm. Despite a despe- desperate defense by cross- crossbowmen, more than 50 Portuguese were killed. The remaining defenders retreated to the ships, some by swimming and some by uh, hiding into places. thinking that the attack was the result of unauthorized incitement by jealous arab merchants cabral waited for a day for an explanation from the ruler of calicut but no apology was forthcoming the portuguese were outraged by the attack on factory and death of their comrades and seized 10 arab merchant ships at anchor in the harbor around 600 of their crews Uh, crews were killed and the cargoes confiscated before the merchantmen were set afire cabral also ordered his ships to bombard calicut for an entire day in reprisal for the violation of the agreement mm-hmm. the massacre was blamed in part on portuguese animosity towards muslims which we were talking about mm-hmm. how moreover the portuguese were determined to dominate the spice trade and had no intention of allowing allowing competition to flourish the arabs also had no desire to allow the portuguese to break their monopoly on access to spices the portuguese had started out by insisting on being given preferential treatment in every aspect of the trade so the, these were the ways how the portuguese were different from arabs and uh mm-hmm. javanian and chinese they wanted to establish their infrastructure in india to mm-hmm. monopoly over trade but the others just wanted to participate in the trade mm-hmm. cabral forged a alliance with cochi's ruler and with rulers of other cities and was able to establish a factory at last loaded with precious spices the fleet went to kanur for further trade before setting out on its return voyage to portugal on 16th january 1501 mm-hmm. so vasco came back to india in 1501 and set a factory in kananur under the pretext of protecting the factory from any further attacks like the one in calicut he also gained the right to fortify his factory so these factories they weren't places of manufacture these factories were just bases for them to establish their residency yeah. there i guess uh these give factories... them a, give them a reason to stay there yeah so now let's talk about francisco de almeida he was a portuguese nobleman soldier and explorer he distinguished himself as a counselor to king john 2 of portugal 
in 1505 he was appointed as the first governor and viceroy of portuguese state of india estado da india mm-hmm. francisco de almeida left portugal with a fleet of 22 vessels and 1500 men on 13 september francisco de almeida reached anjadeep island where he immediately started the construction of fort anjadeep on 23rd october he started with the permission of friendly ruler koltiri the building of saint angelo fort in kananur francisco de almeida then reached cochin on 31st october 1505 with only eight vessels left almeida took up residence in kochi he strengthened the portuguese fortification of fort manuel on cochin in march 1508 at the request of arab merchants of calicut and egyptian fleet under the command of amir hussain al qurdi mm-hmm. or mir hussain of mamluk egyptian dynasty attacked and defeated the portuguese squadron under command of lorenzo de almeida the son of francisco de almeida mm-hmm. and it's called the battle of chol Mm-hmm. Lorenzo de Almeida was killed in this battle and it led to a temporary retreat by the Portuguese from Indian waters. Mm-hmm. Alfonso de Albuquerque, Albuquerque arrived at Cananor at the close of 1508 and immediately made known an hitherto secret commission he had received from the king empowering him as governor to replace Almeida. at the end of his term as viceroy almeida determined to avenge the death of his son and free the portuguese prisoners taken at chol refused to recognize albuquerque's credentials immediately and later arrested him in 1509 almeida became the first portuguese to arrive by ship in bombay he sought meliquez to whom he had written a menacing letter and mamluk mirosem fiercely in engaging them at a naval battle of dew you know daman and dew mm-hmm. on 3rd oh, february daman and dew was a portugal colony right yeah on 3rd february 1509 commanding a fleet of 23 ships near the port of dew He inflicted a decisive defeat on a joint fleet from Mamluk Burji Sultanate of Egypt, the Ottoman Empire, the Zamorin of Calicut, and Sultan of Gujarat. So he defeated the fleet of all four of these empires on his kingdoms on his own, with technical naval support from Republic of Venice and Republic of Ragusa. Mm-hmm. Venice feared. that the eastern trade links will be severed if the egyptians and the ottoman empire uh, defeat the portuguese so that's why they help his victory was decisive the ottomans and egyptians left the indian ocean enabling the portuguese trade monopoly over indian waters for over 100 years into the 17th century when it was ended by the dutch and english mm-hmm. albuquerque was released after 3 month confinement on the arrival of grand marshal of portugal with a large fleet in november 
and later almeida was killed at cape of good hope after winning all this battle while he was returning to portugal he was killed in cape of good hope or irony irony you could say such an irony yeah the portuguese church had a good impression on emperor akbar now we are talking about like 1579 the mm-hmm. final quarter of the 16th century he so invited that's the time, so, so that's the time when mogul emperors were yeah the mogul empire started in 1550 mid, the middle of the 16th century so who was and the emperor the first portuguese like arrived at the starting of 16th century as you would remember Mm-hmm. So he invited Jesus from Goa Church to his court in September 1579. The Portu the Portuguese were excited at the thought that they had the opportunity to convert the Emperor of India. They sent their priests to Fatehpur Sikri in 1580. This started a tradition, and two or more than two Christian priests always were present in a Mughal court. till 1609 this later however became one of the reasons for the decline of portuguese state in india mm. estado da india was in fact larger than it is given credit for most of the coastal region of india including goa daman and diu mumbai mangalore kannanur cochin calicut santhom chennai nagapatnam and hugli came under the portuguese control so all the it major is, ports yeah all the major ports all the coastal region it is interesting to note that portuguese were the first european nation to enter india in 1498 and the last to leave in 1961 when they handed over goa and daman and diu to the indian republic mm. now we have to talk about the english in india So, do you like history? I I I like history, but all those names and dates just confuse me. Yeah, even I don't remember names and dates. But I have some rough idea, like what started in fifteenth century, what ended in sixteenth century. But the stories, the stories, I like the stories because they the stories can explain. a lot of things that happen on our world right now hmm i checked this podcast rabbit hole by new york times and it is awesome yeah it's really really good and i'm also listening to this podcast called philosophize this oh i haven't heard about that what's it about it's about the philosophers like the starting episodes are about socrates and plato and uh, Uh, Aristotle and later it's about Nietzsche, uh, Hobbes, John Locke. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a good podcast. In forty fifty minutes, they explain the philosophy of uh, these philosophers. Mm-hmm. I'm actually so, pretty interested in philosophy, so I'll probably listen. Yeah, you should check so it. Past- yeah, I'll check it out. So now let's talk about the English in India. Mm-hmm. Captain William Hawkins was the commander of Hector, the first company ship to anchor at Surat 
in India on 24th August 1608. Hawkins traveled to Agra to negotiate consent for a factory from Emperor Jahangir in 1609. So the company, English East India Company, was founded in 1600 as the company of. Now listen to this name. This is a very big name. The company of merchants of London trading into the East Indies. Mm-hmm. It gained a foothold in India with the establishment of factory in Masuli Patnam in the eastern coast in 1611. So William Hawkins, on arriving at Surat, proceeded accordingly to Agra to the court of the Mughal Emperor Jahangir, which he reached in April 1609. and where he remained for nearly 3 years according to the account given in his journal the emperor took much pleasure in his conversation and detained him assigning him a handsome handsome maintenance estimated to be upwards of 3000 pounds a year his serious occupation being of combat and intrigues of portuguese and to endeavor to obtain a formal permission for establishment of an english factory at surat his favor with the emperor enabled him to overcome all difficulties and the required license was given it was the first distinct recognition of english commerce in the east the english did not have smooth progress though it had to contend with the portuguese and the dutch in the beginning but things started to change uh, slowly into the in their favor slowly and steadily they started uh, making advances so when i think about humans as explorers uh when i think about humans as explorers i feel that companies and business and capitalism are really important aspects of adventures because it justifies the cost and it builds and it gathers the resources and basically i'm trying to say that i think the first colonizer chalo do you continue bro i could bore other bolo yeah on that i would con- like to continue you were saying that businesses are important for uh, i i think uh, businesses exp- and a capitalism was a really important part of these adventures and when i think that in the next 40 to 50 years we will start to colonize mars the first people to reach there will be the company people like spacex because in the past we have seen that these kind of companies establish these colonies and justify the cost and then they find a way to profit even if you go to mars it won't be economically justifiable for example in antarctica in antarctica we have a scientific outpost but we don't have a civilization there because there are no resources there so there are no companies there but the first people to reach there reach different lands were the people going there to find resources and establishing businesses yeah on that point i would like to say that even in early times like 12th century and 13th century there was a system in venice that small businessmen gathered their money and they made a bond and 
this bond financed explorers and adventurous adventurers to find new lands and when they when these bonds made profits every businessman or everyone who had invested in these bonds got a profit so, so it was like the first share market yes you can say that it was developed in venice and that's why the uh, venice city became so rich that's that's the thing to explore you need money and resources but your money won't be ever guaranteed so this way people this this is this is actually a great idea because now lots of people can invest invest a little amount of money and see their money grow even if they lose don't lose a lot of fortune and that so, and i i think that was a big turning point for businesses hmm so like spacex is a private company right now but if it uh, comes to the market and everyone can invest in it it will be just like the venice bonds where mm-hmm. people are investing for the uh, adventurers to go to mars mm-hmm. so you will have a share in the exploration of mars it's pretty cool yeah so bombay was given to the king of england as a dowry in in 1668 and it was leased to the company in 1669 but so dowry- who, who gave bombay to whom who gave who, who had the right to give bombay away Portugal had reached Bombay and Bombay wasn't a settled city back then Portugal Portuguese made it settled and it wasn't that developed so the portuguese the in the marriage of catherine of braganza to charles ii was given to uh, england and leased to the company in 1669 at the cost of Ten dollars, ten pounds per year. But in the age of democracy in twenty first century, can companies claim land anymore? Even if SpaceX goes to Mars, can they claim the land? I don't know about that. But at that time, when Portuguese claimed Bombay, they gave it to they gave it to the emperor in Portugal. that's why catherine of braganza uh, came with bombay because it was the property of the portuguese king who gave mm-hmm. it to the english mm-hmm. later bombay was made the headquarters by shifting the seat of western presidency from surat to bombay in 1687 so there was a tacit peace between the english and portuguese now The English company's position was improved by the golden firman issued to them by the Sultan of Golconda in 1632. On a payment of 500 pagodas a year, they earned the privilege of trading freely in the ports of Golconda. Later, they built a factory in Madras and fortified it in 1639. This later became the Fort Saint George. and then replaced masuli patnam as the headquarters of english settlement in south india mm-hmm. shah suja the subedar of bengal in 1651 allowed the english to trade in bengal in return for an annual payment of rupees 
फैक्ट्रीज इन बंगाल वर स्टार्टेड एट हुगली एंड अदर प्लेसेस लाइक कासिम बाजार पटना एंड राजमहल डिस्पाइट द प्रिवेजेस ऑफ फार्मर्स फरमान्स डिस्पाइट द प्रिवेजेस ऑफ फरमान्स द कंपनीज बिजनेस वॉज नाउ एंड देन ऑब्स्ट्रक्टेड बाई कस्टम्स ऑफिसर इन द लोकल चेक पोस्ट हु आज फॉर पेमेंट ऑफ टोल्स इन परसुएंस ऑफ इट्स चेंज पॉलिसी द कंपनी वॉन्टेड टू हैव अ फोर्टिफाइड सेटलमेंट एट हुगली सो द फोर्स कुड बी यूज इफ नेसेसरी दिस वॉज ऑल्सो रीजन वाई दे बिल्ड फैक्ट्रीज एंड फोर्टिफाइड दम बिकॉज दे कुड कीप देर ओन आर्मी आर्मीज इन द फोर्ट्स एंड यूज फोर्स वेन एवर नीडेड In 1715, an English mission led by John Sirman to the court of Mughal Emperor Farooq Siyar secured three famous farmans, giving the company many valuable privileges in Bengal, Gujarat, and Hyderabad. The farmans thus obtained were regarded as the Magna Carta of the company. Apparently, the English East India Company managed to earn a number of trading concessions in Bengal from Mughal authority by means of flattery and diplomacy. Two English East India Companies were merged together in seventeen zero eight, which became the famous East India Company. Mm-hmm. And many wars happened in eighteenth century between the British and the Marathas. and the british and the bengali uh, uh, bengali emperor shiraj udola but we will talk about that in the next episode which deals with wars of 18th mm-hmm. century mm-hmm. right now we'll uh, we'll talk about the french so now let's talk about bro, the bro. french so the french india formally the establishments francais dans indien was a french company colony it wasn't a company it was uh, financed by the emperor of france mm-hmm. so this is different from the british and uh, the portuguese companies which were mm-hmm. pr- uh, private endeavors this was done by the government of not the government the em- empire of france mm-hmm. it comprised geographically separate enclaves on indian subcontinent the possessions were originally acquired by the french east india company beginning in the second half of 17th century and were de facto incorporated into republic of india in 1950 and 1954 france was the last of the major european maritime powers of the 17th century to enter the east india trade Six decades after foundation of English and Dutch East India Company, which was in sixteen hundred and sixteen zero two, respectively, and at a time when both companies were multiplying factories on the shores of India, mm-hmm. the French still did not have a viable trading company or a single permanent establishment in the East. La Compagnie Française des Indes Orientales. French East India Company was formed under the auspicious Cardinal Richelieu in 1642 and reconstructed under Jean Baptiste Colbert in 1664 sending an expedition to Madagascar in 
French East India Company sent out another expedition under the command of Francois Caron. These names are insignificant. I don't know why I'm saying these. Which reached Surat in 1668 and established the fr- first French factory in India. Mm-hmm. 1669, Marcara succeeded in establishing another French factory in Masuli Patnam. So these are the cities where the English and Dutch have already made their factories. Yeah. Soon after his arrival in 1741, the most famous governor of French India, Joseph Francois Duplay, began to cherish the ambition of a French territorial empire in India. In spite of the pronounced uninterested attitude of the superiors and the French government, which didn't want to provoke the british duplay amb- ambition clashed with british interests in india and a period of military skirmishes and political intrigues began and continued even in rare periods when france and great britain were officially at peace under the command of marcus de bussy chaslo Duplay's army successfully controlled the area between Hyderabad and Cape Camorin but then Robert Clive arrived in India in 1744 and dashed the hopes of Duplay to create a French empire in India mm-hmm. in spite of a treaty between British and French agreeing not to interfere in regional Indian affairs their colonial intrigues continued the french expanded their influence at the court of the nawab of bengal and increased their trading activity in bengal in 1756 the french encouraged the nawab sirajuddaula to attack and take british fort william in calcutta this was the re- this led to the battle of plassey in 1757 which we will talk about in the next episode where the british decisively defeated the nawab and his french allies resulting in the extension of british power over the entire province of bengal throughout this period french controlled pondicherry karaikal yanoon mahe in kerala and chandernagar in west bengal so now this episode ends with the portuguese french and british english establishing in their um, establishing their companies and trade systems supply chains in india yes now do you want to add something to this no i don't want to add something but i want to say i learned a lot today i the last time i read something about history was in school and i don't remember anything that was it, that was pretty interesting actually mm. Okay, so oh. now this history is done. Now let's talk about what you are studying in physics right now. Yep, that's my topic now. What do you want to know? Interesting, like anything interesting we should know. Anything interesting? I actually found something interesting today. I was talking to my mentor, the postdoc I'm working with, Monica, and yeah, I I asked her like, what's the signs that i am doing what what is actually i am doing and what's the project so she explained it to me today and i had a epiphany 
so i'm studying stars and she told me that there are objects out there and by objects we don't know what they are they can be galaxies they can be stars they can be black holes they can be anything anything that can cause radiation spikes when we observe it through a telescope so there are objects in the universe that are very faint and have explosions on the surface very faint explosions and we don't know what they are so th- hmm. this might be my new project i'm trying to find what these kind of objects are what astrophysics what phys- what physics happen at the surface of these objects that causes them to explode sounds interesting so one more thing i wanted to ask recently there was the stock about black hole and a picture of black hole was released so did you have like did you get an opportunity to study on that any further yeah so after that picture i was pretty interested in black holes because one of the professor who actually worked on the research is from uiuc and i actually went and talked to him about it and went to his lectures so i found this really interesting stuff about a black hole so forget everything that you know about a black hole black hole is not and black hole is not an object black hole is not like a star black hole is not something you can touch and feel let me explain what a black hole is imagine that hmm. you are near a black hole and you throw something into the black hole so from your perspective everything from your perspective the thing that i have you thrown into the black hole nahi nahi okay ek second uh so if you so imagine that you are near a black hole you're revolving around a black hole and you throw something into the black hole from your perspective you will observe that that thing's clock will start to run slowly that's that's the basic that's how time dilation works in gravitation in uh, that's how time dilation works near objects that have really high gravity very strong gravity effects so as you see the object falling into the black hole you will actually see it slow slowing down and stopping down even though it's accelerating due to the gravity of the black hole it you will see the object that it will slow down and it will completely stop at just the event horizon of the telus- of the of the black hole so from your perspective that thing never went inside the black hole but according hmm. to einstein everything is relative so if you change your frame of reference and by that i mean if you put if you put yourself in the shoes of mm-hmm. the object that's falling into the black hole you will see that you have actually crossed and you are inside the black hole so one observer that's like a little bit far from the black hole and is is hovering over the black hole with jets so that it doesn't <coughs> get pulled into the black hole sees that object has never crossed that space but from the object's perspective 
you have you you have crossed the event horizon and you are mm-hmm. there you can see that you have crossed it so black hole is the set of all events that hasn't happened in the universe and that means from our perspective there are some events like some matter that falls into the black hole and they will never reach the black hole even in infinite time but the object that falls into the black hole knows that it went through so black hole is not like a star it's something that has gravity but it doesn't exist in our universe okay so what happens to the light that also slows down the light slows down okay so uh, one interesting thing i should add add that imagine that it, so in our four dimension space time we can only travel forward in the time direction we cannot go to the past we cannot go to the future on our will but we are going towards the future in only one direction so inside a black hole time and space switch position so you can travel in past present and future just like you can travel in this world in x y and z but inside a black hole you can only go towards the center of the black hole that means you can only go forward in the space direction and that's mm. the reason nothing can escape the black hole because there is no exit it all it always always points towards the center of the black hole so that's why light cannot escape because light particles photons are massless and gravity only works on objects that have mass so the reason light cannot escape the black hole because there is no way to escape the black hole there is no exit point interesting stuff kunal and i hope uh, your research this semester goes well yeah, and i, I hope to. you come to the show again soon i will definitely thank you for listening to the episode of modern indian history hope you liked the episode you can message me on instagram or send me a email with your corrections recommendations share and subscribe the podcast if you think others should listen to it wow we could say stubbornness drama nerdmas <laughs>